today on one mic stand i feel like we are in the marvel universe you know why talik <laughs> You know what? Marvel, huh? Marvel, Marvel. If you are a Marvel character, what will you be? No, 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 no don't ask him first. Don't ask our guest first. Okay. Who do you think he will be? What's Batista's character in Marvel? Or was he? Was that not Marvel? That's Marvel. Or you can be uh, um, what's that fellow's name? Thanos. Is <laughs> <laughs> the Hulk? We have the Hulk. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that, man. You could be the Hulk. We have the Hulk on one mic stand today. And his name is Dharma, Dharma. the Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> how are you, Mr. Dharma? Hi, guys. Uh, I'm doing okay. How about you guys? Uh, we're fantastic, man. Uh, we're glad that you're here, you know. We feel good. We are always the assholes that we are being. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's things? How's things? Huh? I see you eating your meal here and all that. It's nice. So, how, how's life with you? Okay, uh, things have been okay. Um, that's uh, been a very challenging past month. Mm-hmm. Cause they suddenly closed down the gyms, right? Oh yeah, they did, huh? And you, you're like this specimen who's a like a sculptured uh, person, you know? Well defined, well toned kind of person. Yeah, like me, well endowed, chiseled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what's what's with the gym? And then it closes the gym, and you are somewhat of a professional or semi-professional bodybuilder. Which one is you? Which one are you, man? No, actually, actually, I was uh, if it was my job lah because uh, I'm a freelance personal trainer. Yeah. So once they close the gym, right? Uh, just suddenly overnight, uh, four four days, I got four days notice. I got no income. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. So they only gave you four days notice. I mean, the government said like no income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The government. Yeah. The, the, the government. Okay. No. <laughs> government. Ah. <laughs> so four days notice, and then you just have to. Close. You were in a state of shock. Uh. Actually, honestly speaking, I was expecting that there will be another lockdown at some point. Okay, what happened with the first lockdown? Do you do you straight away transform into the Hulk? When you heard that? <laughs> well, okay, first Bruce Banner. Uh, <laughs> so what I did, right? First lockdown itself, I invested money. I bought all kinds of gym equipment at my house. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So like, uh, not not like squat cage that kind of thing, but simple stuff that. I can do whatever training I want. Bro, you can't go technical here uh, because uh, the viewers might not have a clue and the listeners might not have a clue of what you're talking about. Squat case. No, squat cage lah. <laughs> oh, cage. Cage, okay. squat cage. Uh, okay, okay. Maybe you can briefly um, visu- let us visualize what is a squat cage. Okay lah, squat cage is like um, four, four pillars. Okay. Oh, then, that uh, one. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Let him finish. I don't know why. You say four pillars only. I cannot I will, imagine more. I will than show that. you that four pillars <laughs> after this. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, so you know, I, I bought equipment that uh, I can store away in like one corner of my house. Yeah. But I had like a lot of equipment. La. Like mm. 300 kg of weights and stuff like that. So. Uh, Do you carry all those at one go or? I know. La. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because it might be possible too. Uh. <laughs> well, maybe along the next few years. Oh shit! Strong Possible. man. So you bought all the equipments and stored it at your place, and then what? Yeah. Uh, so I started working out at home. Uh, so you know, every, uh, every almost every day or every or with uh, one day break here and there. So I continued my training at home. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, even when the the lockdown, the first lockdown was ceased, right? Mm. I had a feeling that uh, it will lock down again at some point, uh, Cause uh-huh. I see our people have not been responsible. Like uh, you know, they go in crowd places. They were hoarding. See, all these kiasu people, no kiasu Singaporeans and whatever you call the other people. I don't know. I am one of those, Ashraf. That's why I'm silent all the way. I have 
a remainder of probably 800 kilos of rice at home. <laughs> <laughs> what about toilet papers? Yes, I use that also <laughs> to wrap myself. <laughs> okay, carry on, sorry. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, I remember not the first lockdown. They were, they How were could we forget? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know they, they said they want to close bubble tea. So then everyone going crowd, massive crowd at the bubble tea store. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So yes. it looked like a carnival. Then I'm thinking, like, wow. <laughs> carnival. I was so, thinking more like a circus, but carnival, uh, okay, can. Yeah. Carnival circus, lah. <laughs> so, like, it's a pandemic going on. Yeah. Somebody in there might have the virus, and then they are crowding just like that. Like, a bubble tea is more important to them than their life. Mm. So, I figured that, you know, that's how our people are. Yeah. So, they might make Some irresponsible people choices. Are, yeah. uh, so, they, they might make irresponsible choices, and, you know, they might we might have uh, more. Uh, more waves again so you know i kept most of my equipment i didn't really sell anything off mm-hmm. and sure enough lah it happened you know what um were you, okay let's say the first lockdown happened and then you were expecting the second lockdown uh-huh. but then a few days ago when the bts thingy came out ashraf was one of those people that actually rushed through uh, mcdonald's to get that on the app oh on the app yeah okay, okay, okay. you can't buy it it's only yeah, for it's delivery. It's just an culture in Singapore. Huh? Yeah. Anyway, for those listeners, I'm a, I'm a huge BTS fan. BTS for life, okay? <laughs> Stop criticizing them. What's your favorite BTS song? Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm sure you know this. I'm smooth like butter, like criminal <laughs> undercover. Oh. Okay? <laughs> 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 I actually know, huh? I know, man. I know my songs. Alright, fantastic. Uh. So, are you expecting any more lockdown or what? Um, there might be. Okay, la, I mean, the second lockdown, uh, I cannot blame the people completely. Because uh, we all did our part. We wore our masks, we did use yep. our hand sanitizer, we, we did our one meter, uh, safe distancing. But, uh, you know, people were being allowed in from certain places, mm. which are you very mean high South Asia? Yeah, oh, yeah okay. South Asia. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the. They dropped the ball on us lah. So you know they bring in so many people. Then you know the other the South Asian variant came in over here. So no, you know, we brought the, the South, sorry, uh, to <laughs> India. Yeah, to to India, right? Yeah. We brought our variant to India, right? Yeah, that's what the yeah. Indian minister take that mentioned. fuckers. <laughs> I mean, uh, they created it. They brought it to Singapore. Know, yeah, then they blame exactly, it on Singapore. Yeah. <laughs> Just understand. like what's that song? There was this song, right? What song, Talib? The song that became theirs. Oh, the one that they stole. Count from on me, Singapore. Singapore. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Count on yeah. me, Singapore. Yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, it was absurd, lah. You know, the the whole thing happened. Uh, Singapore's uh, numbers started to go up, yeah. and they closed the border to Singaporeans first, <laughs> and we didn't even still close at that point. Do you do you take yeah. umbrage to it, nah? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh fuck, that's a good one, man. Oh, I'm just waiting for you to use that. <laughs> Finally, you got the chance to use it. Oh, I feel good now, man. <laughs> I think I'm brushing these things, huh? Yeah, and actually, if you think about it, right, when they first, uh, they first closed down only the gyms. Oh. Yeah. So you know yeah. their their it policies were illogical. Didn't make sense. They say, okay, we are closing down the gym. You are not allowed to be indoors and lifting weights, but we will allow martial art class and uh, you know that sort of thing. Oh, that happened. Yeah. I so didn't know why why do you think they plan it such a way? No, I think that when during the discussion, right, they were talking about okay, how how shall we reduce the of all these cases coming through the immigration then suddenly some box dropped on the fuller head 
Then he wake up Then he's like Ah oh, close the gym You know like <laughs> Or he could be that Or a skinny guy <laughs> Because it doesn't make any logical sense So you can't lift Metal weights by yourself But you can Hold another person And do a grappling training So yeah, that doesn't make any right, sense man. to yeah, me Yeah that's right Yeah then uh, There was more la. You see when you close the gym right The people from the gym Will go somewhere else They will go to the fitness corners And exercise yeah. So basically By closing the gym They are moving a larger number of people into a smaller area. So there's already clusters, then you do that. So it and you know what? When you go to sense. a fitness corner, right? Uh, people don't bring their personal towels uh-huh. because that is a public place. And also, um, you are sharing equipments without sanitizing yourself, right? Yeah, nobody's going to spray the pull up bar after yeah, the Exactly, use. yeah. No, but I think during the first lockdown, they, did close, off, they did close off the public. Places, yeah, they, yeah. They the first off, lockdown, yeah. yes, yeah. Oh, you're talking about the second lockdown. Uh, second, right? lockdown. Oh, second lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, too many lockdowns. I <laughs> Actually, right on a personal point of view, uh, I think we should get over this uh, COVID thing here. You know why I'm saying this is because, okay, that fear factor was a year ago. That's fine. I mean, I understand that people were afraid and things like that. Uh, countries are, are very cautious, but. <clears throat> You have to have a recovery period sometime, and places which were hit worse than us. Talking about Europe, some parts of Europe, UK, for example, uh, America, so many death tolls. But now it's a process whereas you recover from it. Fuck it, man. Off with the mask. That's what they did, and uh, the recent UFC event, fifteen thousand full house. Everybody is tested before. Everybody were tested before they go in, and there is this swap kit, which is like uh, I don't know what is an instant test kit or something, something like that. Comedy shows had that. Um, <coughs> uh, in football matches, I don't know if they do that, but the the last match was like what forty thousand in the euros. So we are at a phase where as this thing is um it's something of a global thingy and we are we are we su- we're supposed to be at not at a fear factor stage anymore whereas it's supposed to be that hurt community and everyone should you know just live with it and to add on right um people just should just move on la. i think i personally think so we should just be off with our masks and things like that so yeah I mean, it might happen soon. You never know. I mean, the government is slowly opening things up. I mean, me being a PAP loyalist, I believe that they are doing the right thing. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I'm just giving suggestions. So back to you, Mr. Dharma. Okay. So with all the equipments at home, and so do you daily train at home while the gym is being closed? Yeah. Were you upset for the first first few weeks? I wasn't upset in that sense. I was like thinking, like, okay, life has to go on. What I have to continue doing what I do, yeah. because in a way, uh, uh, bodybuilding. Okay, I, I'm not. Uh, I don't make money out of bodybuilding, but most of my income is, you know, via bodybuilding. Yeah. Mm. Like it's it's kind of related to what I do. So, like you know, whether it's a uh, certain acting gigs or, uh, personal training or you know, doing certain ambassadorships or what, it, it's all comes all kind of uh. Based on my bodybuilding journey, so I didn't want to let it go, lah. So you know, I just continue at home. Oh, but did the but did the level drop? Let's say from training in a gym and at home, is there a, you know significant drop in uh, quality training? 
Okay lah If we talk about that Maybe I can You know Elaborate a bit more on that mm. uh, Because you see I train competitively So the, the mental state That we train in Is a bit different So like uh, If let's say I go to the gym right I don't just go to the gym mm-hmm. I will be like One hour before that I'll be like watching You know Training videos of pro bodybuilders To motivate yourself or Watching all the hardcore stuff You know Just to get into that mood mm. Then I'll ask myself Like certain questions Like okay Why am I doing this you know, I'll think of certain things like maybe if if necessary, some of my uh, low points in my life. Oh, really? You go that far? Yeah. So you got to get into a state where Groove, you are you almost mean. like yeah. in in the mood of like. By the time I step into the gym, I'm like in a mood where I want to punch somebody. Oh. oh so shit. that kind of intense level. Because you see, right? When when you are training, uh, okay, you know, you have heard of the fight or flight reaction, right? Mm. That's like your your panic button. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. say like suddenly a, a big stray dog come and chase you, your your body will you will get an adrenaline rush. So all your blood will go from your body to your peripherals, to your arms and your legs, yeah. so that you can either run away or fight because this is a, a survival mechanism. Mm. So when at normal times this doesn't happen. So ideally, right, you want to push your body really really hard, force your muscles to grow. You have to train very very hard and. You have to be in that state between your your state of normalcy and somewhere in the middle, uh, between your state of normalcy and your adrenaline rush. You gotta be somewhere in the middle. That's that's where you get to push your body, because otherwise, right, your nerves will restrict you from doing certain things. Oh, that's deep, man. This is like the Bill Goldberg mode or the Ultimate Warrior mode. But back yeah, to his like question that. about when you see a dog, would you run or would you fight the dog? Talib, what would you do? I will eat it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> and make another variant. <laughs> the dog variant. Yeah, okay. Not the bad one, but the dog one. Okay. <laughs> okay, and then? Yeah, because see, uh, in your state of normalcy, right, your, your nervous system uh, inhibits your muscles from working to an extent. Because if let's say you lift a weight, you use 100% of your muscle fibers, your muscle can tear. So your nerve protects your muscle from tearing by inhibiting its uh, usage. Oh. That means you lift a weight, you only will be able to use like 40 to 60% of your muscle fibers. So when you're in slightly in that elevated zone, you will be able to activate more. I see. So your, your training will give, you'll be able to get much more out of your training. Like let's say for example, you do a squat. Mm-hmm. Do a very heavy squat Let's say you go like Let's say maybe 140 kg So like You know the weight itself Is already quite heavy it's Pressing down onto your shoulders You know you are standing there You have to balance yourself With that weight So that itself Very taxing Then you go for a very deep squat You do like 4 or 5 reps Your body is already taxed You will be like uh, You know You will be feeling All these kinds of pain Your body is resisting you From doing that anymore mm-hmm. So that's the point where how are you going to be able to push it to 10? Your body actually can do it. It's just that you have to get your, your mind into the right state that's to be able to push it. That's when the mental part comes in. So that's where you, know, you start asking yourself, okay, why am I doing this? Why am I in this position right now? Bro, but honestly, why are you doing this? <laughs> Let's just go back when you, you told me just now that you were a skinny kid. Why do you do this, man? How skinny were you? How many kilograms so were you So let's say we go way back. Uh, yes, I was a very skinny kid and uh, I was a victim of school bullies. Okay, now school. that's the that's the point you see. Yes, that's the point I, I see the pattern here. Yeah, apparently, yeah, we are <laughs> psychology students, <laughs> la, basically. 
Okay, you dug out my and, pass. And, <laughs> and uh, there is a pattern. There is yes. really a pattern, yeah. It all starts out from there. Do you get called ABNN? Okay, uh, actually, to me, right, I, I was a bit different. Uh, I don't really take name calling so seriously, yeah. la, you know. Because I, I was called there. Uh, yeah. we, we, we all get, la, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. So I mean, they call me something, I'll call them back something, you know, yeah. and that's... But, um, Casual racism. So it's just verbal um, bullying, not physical bullying. I don't know. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't even really consider that bullying to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, the physical bullying was there as well. Oh. Okay. So like, because I was a very skinny guy and then I also went through like a late puberty. So like, uh, like sec 2, sec 3, all right, I was shorter than my classmates. And my, my weight was like 47. I was very skinny. Yeah, so... Uh, Everyone's like one head taller than me, so they will start whacking me up, you know. Really, yeah? Bang me on the wall, like that kind of thing. Shit, that bad, ah? Yeah. Man. So after you build up now, do you get back at them? Uh, was, I was too late. <laughs> <laughs> By the time I. Look at me now, now motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> and so you took it up, like. I mean, you obviously took it up at what? 14, 15? Oh, I started training around 15. But you know, there was the limitations. Oh, that's, yeah. that's young. That's yeah, while you were at home playing guitar, man. <sighs> was I? That was training, man. <laughs> for you. Training his fingers. Uh, but you know, at 15, you know, every day I'm going to school and all, right? So yeah. it was different. Like, my approach was like, uh, I'll go to the pull-up bar during recess and I'll just do as many pull-ups as I can for the whole half an hour. Shit, you didn't eat, ah? Uh? I mean, I will, I will just buy something and then, you know, just quickly eat and I'll just go lah. Did they bully you while you were at the pull-up bar? You know, while you're hanging, they put down your pants or something? No. no. Actually, they did pull down my pants once. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that was in the class. Okay. Oh, this fucking hell, this bastard's humiliating, man. Yeah, that was very humiliating. Like, they, they, like four or five of them grabbed me, then one guy pulled down my shorts. Fucking asshole. Oh, that's quite uh. bad. Uh. Uh, if you're listening, uh, you motherfuckers, man. You guys shouldn't do this. I mean, bully, yes, it happens. It comes to a certain point, but then it has to stop while it's humiliating as such. Because it affects you mentally. Yes, it does. And that's when you took up bodybuilding. I mean, I don't think you took up bodybuilding just to be a bodybuilder, right? You, I mean, you just want to be bigger and just want to get back at them, right? I mean, initially, uh, I wanted to establish myself la, because uh, okay, on top of being bullied, right? I was also being like uh, ostracized. Because, you know, I, I was like, Probably like one or two of the Indians in my class. Mm. Yeah, so like uh, upon seeing that I'm the guy who's getting bullied, some people also like don't want to talk to me. They don't want to associate with themselves with people like me. Understand. Because okay. they're scared they will get bullied if they associate themselves with you. I don't know if that's the reason. Or it's not cool, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more of that. Yeah. yeah. So like even if let's say I go to the canteen and sit down with them, right, they will try to bully me also. Like not, not the ones who... The canteen, they won't whack you, la, but they will all force you to go and buy like buy drinks for them and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, okay, la, I'd rather just not sleep with them and just do something else. Yeah, so, so you know, I, I was, the reason I started training was, uh, I was thinking, okay, you know, I, I wanted to feel something other than defeat and rejection. So, uh, I thought that, okay, you know, the first thing I can do is uh, change my appearance. Uh, you know, once I'm bigger and stronger, then all these things will change. Bro, here's a, sorry, here's a piece of advice for Indians, huh? <coughs> I can say it because I'm Indian myself. Keep a mustache, bro. Uh. It scares them away. <laughs> <laughs> or better still, keep a good, a long <laughs> goatee like me. Yeah, so that they think that oh shit, this fellow is a terrorist. Because when uh. you have a mustache <laughs> and a goatee, when you walk with somebody that doesn't have, they will think that the person with the mustache and goatee is the leader. Oh really? Yes. Oh, where's, where's this coming from? 
I mean, from my experience. Oh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shit, this guy looks fierce. No, you know why, bro? There's, 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 uh, there's a, I mean, uh, there's, what do you call it? A psychological thingy to it. Uh, because we Indians, right, we don't keep any facial hair. Uh, at that point in time, uh, I was thinking, right, bloody hell, we look like kids, man. Oh, <laughs> But obviously not for your kids because you can never be a kid, man, with that kind of size. <laughs> <laughs> but for us, the skinnier ones, yeah, we need to be a bit more intimidating. Uh. Yeah. Well, and like I said, the beard know. helps. <laughs> and the moustache. I, I did keep a moustache and, and a goatee once when I was in IT. Oh. I looked old. I was like 17 at that time. Yeah. But uh, people, some people thought I'm 24. Oh, shit. That's not... But now that you are of your age now, I see you looking like you're 20 plus, man. Yeah, a lot of people still think I'm 25. Yeah, amazing. I think the way I speak also, because my voice is a bit uh, soft for, for someone of my look, right? True, yeah. And you have also entered competitions. Ah, uh, yes. A lot of competitions. Yeah, quite a number, like 30 plus. What, what, oh, 30 plus, huh? So what kind of competitions are these? Bodybuilding, la, basically, it means you, know, you go in your trunks and you pose. La. But what's your, uh, what's your weight category? I mean, when I first first started, I was competing as a bantam weight, below 65 kg. Then, uh, more recently, I'm mostly competing as middle weight. Okay. Middle weight is like uh, yeah. 80 to 85 kg. Yeah. Which is your current weight right now? Oh, no, now I'm around 98. Yeah, but you're cut, right? Yeah, before I was sure we were cut. Yeah. Okay, so I watch bodybuilding competition. I mean, not not as in follow them, but how do they judge somebody to win a bodybuilding competition? Actually, if you watch the show, right, it will be more often than not. It's quite straightforward. You'll be able to tell who looks the best, who looks a bit off. Uh, so generally, they will look for the guy with the most muscle mass. So it's not the bigger the muscle. Uh, yeah. So define right. Okay, so you have to have the most amount of muscle mass. At the same time, you have to have good proportions. That means like uh, your bicep is equally developed as your tricep, you know, and stuff like that. Then uh, your body fat must be very, very low. You must present yourself at 5% body fat, yeah, which is challenging. Some people will not make it to that, to that level. They'll probably be like, you know, 7 to 10%. Yeah. It looks nice, but on a stage, if a guy shows up at 5%, he's going to place higher than you. Mm. Have you been at 5%? Yeah, most of my shows I make it to five percent. Nice. Yeah, but you can only hold that condition for like at most like one day only. It's it's a very very volatile condition to be in. Then the next day you'll be gone already. Do they judge you by your looks also? I don't think so. Very unlikely. <laughs> I'm just asking. I wouldn't know. Oh, sorry, that's manhunt. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's manhunt, man. Yeah, that's a competition that I was in yeah. back then. <laughs> no. No, because uh, ever since. Are you uh, part of the cheap and deal? <laughs> So, yeah, sorry. Because yeah, uh, ever since I won the Mr. Singapore title, right, 2016, so uh, the local federation actually uh, got me to be, uh, to judge all the local shows as well. You mean what, so SBBF? I'm, not SBBF, la. now now we don't have that anymore. Okay. Now, uh, our bodybuilding federation, uh, the one that I compete for is called Fitness Movement. So they kind of, uh, SBBF was under government. So Fitness Movement take over and it's now run like a private organization. Uh. Because uh, they didn't want a body for bodybuilding in Singapore anymore, so they closed it down. Yeah, okay. And bodybuilding is also part of an Olympic sport, right? Is it? Is uh, it? No, 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 it's, no, not. no, no. it's not. It's not. The, the, the number one bodybuilder in the world, right? That competition is called Mr. Olympia, but yeah. it has nothing to do with the Olympic Games. Yeah. But Sea Games has bodybuilding. 
Yeah, they used to have it. Yeah, yeah I don't. Oh, they don't, I have don't think they have it anymore. Singapore is strong, man. When it comes to the Sea Games, one. Yeah, have you, have you ever thought of well, going yeah. to that level of competition? Actually, I competed at an Asian Championship before. Yeah, because uh, ever since you see the dynamics have changed. Last time, right when there is a bodybuilding federation, you got to go through the body that is under SSE, right? That means the Singapore Bodybuilding Federation. So, uh, it's not just about how good you are. You need to please the guy who is president. Yeah. The guy don't like you, uh, even if you're good, he's not going to send you. Yeah, I know two of those yeah. presidents. <laughs> yeah. So no, they control all the funds and they control the opportunities. But now, right now that we don't have an official federation, anybody can go and sign up for the championship. Then if you win whatever cash prize you get is yours, uh, you know you don't have to pay like some federation. Yeah. From a from a scale of one to ten, how likely am I to win if I were to enter? Uh, depends on how well you prep. You are being too kind. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a talking contest, probably you might win. I guess so. I guess so. No, it's just like any other sport. Like you see, those people who are playing for five to ten years, they will do very well. They will be at their peak, depending on the sport. Like let's say maybe track and field football or this right? Yeah. yeah. They normally peak in their twenties to thirty range. Correct. Yeah. Late twenties. Yeah. Correct. So bodybuilding is a bit more unique. You can peak as late as fifty. Okay. Yeah. That's the question that I'm gonna get at. Okay. Uh, what's the peak of a bodybuilder? Fifty is a bit off, right? Normally I see it's like they're in the forties, early forties, and that that's when they are like superb. Or is, am I wrong? No, they are, they pick most of them pick in their mid forties. Most of oh. the Mister Olympia champions are in their forties, yeah. and uh, in fact, the most recent Mister Olympia uh, championship, right? The we even had a fifty-one-year-old guy. Oh, okay. His name is Dexter Jackson, so he was known as the I think the oldest bodybuilder to compete in the in the Olympia, if I'm not wrong. So he must, his body must be ripped. Yeah, I mean Olympia level uh, is yeah. really another I level. Call out something lah uh, for these bodybuilding people out there. Since we spoke about racism earlier, right? Call. Yeah, you shouldn't uh, put bronze stand on your body because that's like black face or brown face. <laughs> <laughs> do they? They put bronze stand. Yeah, they do. They do, right? Uh, we used to do that. Uh, now, but what's the reason? We want to let it be more outstanding, uh. Make it more defined. The muscles, the the the. No, like it's practical. You see, if let's say you go to the stage, right? You just put oil. And you shine the light, you cannot see anything. Mm. It that it'll be it'll be glazy. Mm. But if you put a bronze color, right, it it uh, it makes the light. It shows everything properly. It's like it's like uh, let's say it's like swimming. You wear trunks. It's not that you're exposing yourself. It's more like you have to wear that attire to participate in the sport properly. Mm. You know, something like that, lah. Okay, wait, I, wait, wait. I have an interesting question. Sorry. When during this bodybuilding competition, you have to do certain poses, right? Yeah. Do you train in front of the mirror to do those poses, or is, or is there other poses that you can do, or is there specific poses that you need to follow for the competition? Well, like, there's standard poses, lah. Standard so, poses, yeah. lah. And we have to train our posing because it it's a lot more tiring than people think. Because imagine you are flexing all the muscles. Let's say you are facing front, right? You are flexing all the muscles from head to toe. It's not just like your arms. Then you know you have to regulate your breathing and hold on to the pose, and that's that is one thing that itself is tiring. But the other thing, right, is uh, by when you are competing, right, you are in a very very depleted state. Depleted, correct. State. So Define depleted, please. Depleted means uh we our body fat is five percent. That means okay. we have been most of all we be dieting for like twenty sixteen to twenty weeks to get to that day, and we have gone through like three days of dehydration as well. So our bodies will be very very weak. We will be in a lot of pain. 
Yeah, so at that state to hold the posing is even harder. Mm. Uh, man, this is a difficult sport, man. I'll just stick to chess then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, what do your parents think when you first they, they first competed and then after you winning or something like that? You must be delighted, ah. Yeah, my my parents were quite supportive. They were you know, quite happy with their one, of course. Yeah. Are there any anybody else in your family or other family members that follow in your footstep, doing um, bodybuilding? Actually, think about it, right? Almost a lot of guys, right? At one point or another, they would have regularly gone to a gym. They would well, have. Not that one over there. No, sorry? Not that one over there. No. You see, I do carry weights. Every day I carry the worries. The carry <laughs> the, <laughs> the burden on your shoulder. The burden, yeah. yes. Okay, okay. That is a form of carrying also, see? Okay. So I do that, yeah. I carry balls, Ashraf. <laughs> Everybody knows that, Talib. <laughs> okay, so me, if uh, let's say my family, I, I have two younger brothers. Both of them also, they are also enthusiasts, but they oh, don't do okay. it. And, uh, like, they don't do it competitively. Nice. And is this a form of keeping healthy, keeping yourself healthy? Yeah, if you do it right, it is. In fact, I will say it's more than just healthy. It's like a, it's the fountain of youth. Because mm. you see, you eat very clean, you train, your your body is going to remain young for a very long time. You see, but the thing is, I mean, let's say with, with a body like yours, and you decided you don't want to do this anymore, and it will all get saggy, right? And you know, with all the you lost all the muscles after that, and you know, have saggy skins and whatnot. This one applies to anybody across any sport because when you stop exercising, you stop burning that amount of calories, you will get fat. And even if you are not, uh, even if you didn't do any sport to begin with, right? Old age uh, will make you fat anyway. Yeah. For most people, because you see what happens uh, once you are twenty-seven and above, right? Your body is going to lose like one percent of its muscle mass every year. So this is by default. So that's why bodybuilding is a fountain of youth because it works against this process. So instead of losing muscle mass, twenty seven, twenty eight, you are still gaining more muscle. You are still going in the opposite direction. Nice, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so for regular people who don't work out, once they they lose enough muscle mass, right, their metabolic rate also reduces because muscle mass uh, keeps your metabolic rate high. Once your metabolic rate reduces, then the the same amount of food they eat before can now make them fat. Yeah. So everybody is going to go through that. Unless you are on some kind of training program or you know a very very uh, well calculated diet. So, with all these competitions that you have been, what is the highlight of your career in bodybuilding? Which competition was that? There were three, lah. I will see. The first one is uh, the Mister Singapore 2016. My first time being Mister Singapore. I mean, I I won a bunch of titles before that, but when you win Mister Singapore, means you are number one in your country. For that weight category. For the whole Singapore, oh, really? across yeah. all categories. Oh, okay, okay. That means uh, in order to compete for Mister Singapore, right, you must win your weight class first. Yeah. So I won the middleweight, lah. You know, then the other guys, you know, they won the lightweight, bantamweight, welterweight, all that. We all come together, compete for the overall. Oh. Yeah. So Mister Singapore is only given to one person. Nice. And you, you got it once. Yeah. So I got it once in 2016. So 2017, 18, I was Mister Singapore Classic. So, because I changed category from the men's open category, I tried classic physique. What's, what's the difference? Okay, classic physique, right? Is you wear a different kind of trunks, and then there's a height versus weight limit. That means, uh, for because classic physique, right? They're trying to go for the anal kind of look. Oh. So they they want to restrict okay. your weight according to your height. So for me, because I used to be very skinny, my my skeleton is very small, so I can become very light for my height. So like I can weigh in and then still look bigger than everyone else. 
Yeah, so so the reason for switching in 2017, right? They actually had an Asian Championship. So originally, I wanted to go and compete for Mister Singapore again, lah. You know, I thought, uh, like you know, maybe I'll along the way win a few Mister Singapore titles, so like you know, make history. But then they told me that uh, if you want to go for the Asian category under classic physique, then you must also go for the nationals under classic physique. So I thought, okay, because I had a good chance of winning the Asians. So I say okay lah, then I'll do classic physique. So I won the Mister Singapore Classic. Then I also won the Asian category. One mic stand. Then is the monetary winning big in bodybuilding? It depends on what show. Like the Asian Championship that I won, right? I got five thousand USD as a cash prize. Yeah. Wait, as here comes the controversial question. What do you think of steroid use? It's very, very common. Mm. So I guess you have yet done it. Uh. <laughs> 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 I mean, he said it's common. Okay. It's common amongst others. Uh, uh, it's it's uh, very common in all the sports, not just bodybuilding, okay. which is something people don't realize. And uh, okay, this question, because if I answer yes or no, right, I got implications. I no, know. No, 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 no. So you don't need to answer it, but I'm, I'm just asking your point of view when it comes to it. Okay, wait, uh, let me just pause this podcast. <laughs> ah, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cause, uh, like, just okay, what's my opinion, opinion right? Because a lot of people misunderstand what steroids are. Yeah. People think that they are magic potions you take when you become muscular. Yeah. But actually, what they really are right, is just hormones found in your body. They yeah. make it artificially, then dissolve it in oil and they give it to you. Yeah. So there are many guys in the gym, they are taking like two or three steroids combined. Well, shit, but right? they don't look like a bodybuilder. Oh. They look like a normal person, because that that's actually uh, the typical result of taking steroids. I see. Most people will not look like a bodybuilder. It's only a handful of guys whose bodies can respond to that. And uh, for Lance, um, Lance Armstrong's case, the testicles that responds to it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he's a good example. You know, yeah. he said he used steroids, used growth hormones, mm-hmm. and all these things, right? IGF one and all that. Yeah. But does he look like a bodybuilder? No, he doesn't. Nah, no, yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. And there are many other athletes across many other sports who use them. Just that they don't look like a bodybuilder because they are not eating a bodybuilding diet and they're not training specifically for muscle building. Right. That's that's really the thing that makes your muscles grow is your training and your diet. Nice. And uh, how many meals do you eat a day? I normally end up eating six to eight meals. Nice. A lot of what's, what's the kind of portion you eat? Okay, lah. Because you see, I go according to macros. You see, a lot of people go according to calories, but that is wrong. At least in my opinion, lah. Because I'm actually uh, very well read in nutrition. I also done courses. I have a diploma in sports science, which as a nutrition module as well. Uh, in my opinion, right? Because calories, all calories are not equal. Yeah. Okay. For example, like calories from protein, uh, they cannot be converted to fat. And they will not be converted to energy unless you don't have anything else in your body. Mm-hmm. That means if you have no carbs, you take protein. Your body will oxidize your protein for energy. Yeah. But otherwise, right, your body will never store it as fat. It will never uh, use it for energy. Mm-hmm. So if you have excess 500 calories from protein, that's not going to make any difference to your body fat level. Not, your body can't store it as fat. So you can be on a calorie surplus and still lose fat. Yeah. Yeah. Then when you look at carbs. Uh, carbs will almost absolutely be stored as fat, and their primary use is to be used as energy. So course, yeah. you can be on a calorie deficit, but your calories from carbs are too high. You can still gain fat. Yeah, yeah. So to me, I go by macros. So I see like, okay, for my for my physique, how much protein do I need? 
Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I work that out. I see how much cup is working for me. This one, I do a bit of trial and error. Yeah. Fat, I keep it around 40 grams per day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you put figures on it, my protein takes about 300 grams a day. Okay. And my cup is normally about 400. Wow. Yeah, so that's a lot of food. Like, I need to yeah, yeah, that's a lot, man. consume all that within a day. Every day, that's a challenge. Trying mm. to comp- consume everything. And then the next morning, it all begins again. That's the thing, yeah. It's 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 it could can be quite a monotonous cycle, yeah. unless if you love it. And, and I guess with this on. diet thing, you have to be disciplined. Like. Maybe at the start, then you know when you do it for a long time, right? You just you get used to it. It's Once you're hungry, your diet you already know. Like okay, when I'm hungry, that's why I'm eating. So you're you're already wired that way. How many times do you have biryani a month? Uh, I I do have my my a fair share of junk food. Like maybe every two three days, or maybe I eat something normal. Cause now I'm off season. Those are your cheap days, ah. Uh, yeah. Know? And you call it junk food, uh. <laughs> We call it staple, uh. <laughs> But you see, yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, biryani isn't so bad. Yeah, biryani right. is made on basmati rice. Yeah. It's actually quite okay. Just that, uh, the sheer amount we have, you know, we, yeah. we because biryani is enormous amount in a yeah. in a packet. Uh. Correct. We we tend to eat it in big amounts. Uh. That's the problem. Mutton or chicken biryani? <laughs> oh, chicken, uh. I'm a chicken guy. Yeah, protein, uh, really. Yeah. No, Breast actually, meat, I assume. <laughs> no, actually, uh, nutritionally, right, mutton and chicken is the same amount of protein. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Per hundred grams, you have twenty grams of protein. It's the same. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just that chicken, right? You tend to get much more meat. In that sense, mutton, you know, they give it in pieces. You want to get your money's worth, uh, basically, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I, I I think more of the macros, lah. Like, okay, uh. you know, if this biryani, uh, the chicken, I I can get in like twenty grams of protein, right? Then I have twenty grams less to worry about. Oh, no, I, you really I think went into that detail, lah. <laughs> so uh, in other words, every time you eat or you go out to eat or your cheat day, you will think of all these things. Okay, this thirty calories, this thirty calories, this forty calories. Really? Yeah, I mean it's become like driving to me, ah, because like um, I mean throughout the time when I started bodybuilding itself, right? I was fifteen years old, went to the mama shop. You know, ah, uh, that time you know we don't have Google. Yeah. So I went to read up about bodybuilding, like okay, how what you need to do and all that. Then I saw that nutrition is a important part to play. So I got another book about nutrition to study that. Man, yeah, you really so, are dedicated, ah. Yeah. So I was 15 years old. I was at the mama shop and I was looking at everything. Like, okay, this packet or not? How much protein? This milk? How much protein? You know, I was like, yeah, you're reading labels and, and, that, and things like that. Yeah, yeah, at that stage, I was already like that. So now it's like I look at something more or less. I know what's the nutrition. And if I don't, I will just take out my phone. Now, now we can just yeah, Google now it. Yeah, easy, right? Yeah. Like one serving biryani, how much? And just estimate. <laughs> So apart from bodybuilding, if I'm not mistaken, you are also into wrestling. Ah yes, yes, I'm a pro wrestler. In the ring or on the bed? <laughs> yeah, in the ring lah. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Don't make me wrestle you in the bed, lah, Trav. Just making sure, uh, you know. With the headlock. <laughs> so how do you go into this wrestling now? Okay, lah. Basically, uh, wrestling. You know, I was I watched it since I was six years old. Yeah. And I always loved it. Okay, who's your favorite wrestler then? I knew that question was gonna come. Yeah, right? because you said six year old. It's around our time. No, actually, we are older than him. Shit, but never mind. Who is your favorite yeah, wrestler? Uh, six. Current guy will be Bobby Lashley. Okay, I don't know those I don't guys. Know, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Please I, I name the six year old one. Uh, back in the day, Goldberg's one of my favorites. Okay, Goldberg, yeah, Batista, right. yeah. and there's Bobby Lashley, John Cena. Oh Triple shit! H. Those guys existed when you were six, ah. Uh. I don't know. They they when all came I was later. Six, It was Roddy Roddy Piper, man. Yeah, back then was Hulk Hogan, Undertaker, yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that. The Ultimate Warrior. 
Ow. <laughs> so yeah, what makes you wanna be a wrestler then? Yeah, so you know, you know, sometimes ah, uh, there's just certain things that uh, is your passion. Yeah. You know, like some people they grow up, then you know they they always wanted to be something like. They they were always attracted by it. like you know some guys they just always want to be a car racer mm. or they only have like a modified car you know stuff like that. so mm. this was my thing lah so I always I I never wanted to be a wrestler I I didn't think it was possible because mm. uh, if not if you want to be a wrestler I thought oh you need to fly to the US and learn you know? yeah. so I thought okay lah you know that's something I can't pursue but you know it always intrigued me even as I became an adult and you know they revealed that it's a choreographed show mm-hmm. I was even more intrigued by it I was like. Wow, this is a show, but I'm really enjoying it. I want to see more. Oh, so, you really you know, like like the sports entertainment part of it, huh? Yeah. So you know, maybe not so much on the sport entertainment, but I just enjoyed the wrestling performance. Mm-hmm. Not the not so much on the promos or you know the good guy bad guy thing. I just like wrestling for what it was. I like wrestling because of the promos, man. Especially ah. those Attitude Era, the Stone Cold. I just love the drama. That's all. I mean, yeah. yeah, those time those guys were really good at what they do. Now. Yeah. Now the dynamics of the fans have changed also lah. Ah, okay. Yeah, so it's different. The, the way the audience perceives it is very different. Are you a heel or are you a baby face? I'm, I'm, by default I'm a heel. But then uh, sometimes people cheer me also. So more, more, most of the time they cheer me. So I, I also don't know what I am. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I don't see you as a heel, lah, bro. Wait, what am I missing? What, what, what's a heel and what's heel a heel is a bad guy. Baby face is the good guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really don't see it as a heel unless you come up with those Thanos costume or whatever you know. So he's yeah, the bad guy. He's the bad guy. Yeah. Okay. So what is your ring um name? Your your wrestling name? So my my wrestling name is Destroyer Dharma. The double D. <laughs> Cup size. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you get to this name, Destroyer Dharma? Okay, because I first joined wrestling in uh, 2016. Is it SFW? So, uh, Singapore Pro Wrestling SPW. SPW. Yeah. SPW. Yeah. So uh, I was training for about four months. Then, cause, uh, cause I went in, I was already a bodybuilder. I was already like, uh, my off season I'm like 90 kg. So I'm like, when I went in, I'm the most muscular guy in the whole training center. So uh, about four months later, I picked up all the basics very fast. So the the trainer, the lead trainer, lah, Andrew Tang, he's the first ever pro wrestler in Singapore. So uh, he he was he's the one who trained me, lah, basically. And he also looks like a bodybuilder. Because if you see that like, a lot of wrestlers like they don't work out and have that kind of physique, it's not like the '90s and 2000s. Now like you have a lot of very normal looking people. Sure. Yeah. So um, Andrew told me lah, like four months later he said, hey, you know, you make an appearance, lah. You know, so I was thinking, like, oh, I, I have no name, I have no gimmick, so what, what am I going to do? So uh, I came up with this idea, lah. Like, okay, since I'm a, I'm like the big strong guy, um, I'll come up with a name that sounds powerful and destructive. So I thought, okay lah, destroyer lah. So I I I I uh, proposed a few names. One was like destroyer Dharma, Dharma the destroyer, you know stuff like that. And then uh, they went with destroyer Dharma. You know who's Dirk Diggler, not? Sorry, Dirk Diggler. Ah uh, no, that's a double D too, man. Oh. <laughs> uh. For the listeners, you all need to Google who is Dirk Diggler. Boogie Nights, the movie. That's way back in the nineties, man. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So who have you wrestled um, locally that's well known or somebody you know that that people might know they have destroyed that person. Oh. Locally, I'll say uh, one of my most prominent opponents has been the Butcher Man. Okay. Okay. So that's I mean, a basically, psychotic name, man. Yeah, and he, that's the kind of gimmick he plays. Uh. so you know, he comes to the ring with a, a a white shirt with a lot of blood. He holds a chopper. 
Oh shit, is yeah, that a real so, one? Yeah, he uses a real chopper most of the time. Oh, oh damn. Okay, so basically like me and Butcher, we had a series of matches and yeah. because we were like fighting for the championship. So uh, what happened was we actually did a promo and it became viral in Singapore. <gasps> you guys might have seen it. Uh. Oh, I should find I don't think I've seen it, but I should no, find it. Basically, you will see, right, there's a guy in a gym yeah. and then another guy walks up to him and then he slashes him. He slashes his gym bag. Then he runs out. Yeah, so that was actually me and Butcher. I see. I think I might have seen it on Facebook. Lah. But I thought it's one of those like prank or something like that. <laughs> so okay. that was us. Lah. So basically what, what happened, right? Uh, okay, you know, I was telling you the, the audience, uh, the dynamics of the audience have changed over the years. Yeah. Like previously, you know, they just sit down and take the content for what it is. Mm-hmm. Whatever you say, okay, he's the bad guy, he's the good guy. You know, they, they just enjoy the content. Nowadays, the fans become like very... Uh, Trying to be smart, you know, like I'm not say all the fans lah, you know, there's a few people. So like uh, let's say you record a promo. Because all these promos, right, you're actually just trying to create a story for the fans. Yeah. So that when you go and do the match, you establish that okay, this is the good guy, this is the bad guy. Yeah. So we do the match according to that. We have this thing called ring psychology. So you know, we do the match in such a way with a certain kind of flow so that it finishes at a high point. So at the end of the match, like, everyone's happy. Shit, man, so, it seems difficult, lah. Uh, it, it's, it's like a it's like a Tamil movie choreography if you think about it. Because <laughs> you see, okay, right? Now I get it. Uh, so you see, like that's a good movie. comparison, lah. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. In fact, you, you we have a similar psychology across a lot of movies. If you if you really okay. sit down and look at it. Okay. So like you know, there's the bad guy. He shows up. Then you know, you build him like okay, he's this powerful guy. He got money. He got all his henchmen. Yeah. Yeah. Then they will slowly make him more and more and more better. Like, oh, he kills someone, he rapes someone. Right, okay. Then they will, at the same time, they will build up a hero. Like, oh, this guy's so good, he helped the old lady cross the road. You know, that kind of thing. Then, after that, towards the end, the bad guy will do something very bad to the good guy. Then, you know, by the time the movie's towards the end, like, you're waiting for the good guy to whack him back. Waiting, 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 waiting. Then suddenly, bah, he'll give one punch. Then, you know, wow, it's like, okay, I'll be waiting for this man, you know. Yeah. So and and obviously psychology. in this role that you 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 and this butcher plays, you are obviously the good guy. You are probably the baby face, and he's the heel. I can never imagine if someone who goes around with a chopper, <laughs> having blood stains all over his, uh, his a good costume, guy. Is, is a good guy. And how bad is bad? I mean, what does he do? You know, like, and you're obviously gonna kick his ass. But yeah, how how bad is bad? You see, that's the thing. Uh. It's uh, Singapore wrestling scene is a bit complicated. So actually, he was the good guy, I was the bad guy. But oh, when shit. we went out in the ring, right, uh. the audience was cheering for both of us. So oh. and Abuja is a big guy, so I support my size also. Yeah. So he can actually do a pretty good match. Uh, do very. He can match up with me pretty well. You like hardcore matches and all that. Yeah. So I I did a no disqualifications match with him as well. So you know mm. we use chairs, we slam each other on the floor and all that. So coming to that. No disqualification uh, match. Huh? What is your finishing move? Okay lah, my um, from the time I started right because you know I was telling you I was uh, introduced into the scene very suddenly right so I had to do something very simple uh-huh. so I was using the choke slam because oh, okay. choke slam is very simple you just lift them up this way you drop them yeah. yeah but then as I got better I wanted to I wanted to uh, make my move more fancy yeah. So right now I use something called the destroyer dead drop. 
Ooh, Destroyer complex, Dead man. drop yeah, Can you dead um, drop. demo To Talib over here <laughs> yeah, Let me see I'm how you more than A willing uh, yeah. volunteer <laughs> okay. uh, Basically it's a Variation of a move That uh, you, you guys have seen Goldberg right Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, You know he does a move He body presses the guy Then yeah. he drops down On his shoulder Then he and does it, a yeah. power slam Right Yeah. So my variations I body press them Then I catch them This way Like a cross body And then I do Like a world stronger slam Oh yeah. So that's the Destroyer what's, that drop. What's your fatigue rate man After a match how badly hurt are you? I mean, especially when it comes to this no DQ match and things like that. Okay, actually, surprisingly, the no DQ match, I wasn't that sore after the match. Mm. Uh, because we are very conditioned to that. We, we practice taking landings on the floor and all that. How long is that match? Uh, that match was about 15 minutes. Oh, that's not too Yeah, bad, but yeah. I remember, right, at the end of the match, people are saying, Yo, we hope your match will have been longer, we were enjoying it. And also, that, that's like the biggest place you can get as a wrestler. Mm. They're saying that They want to see you more Even after 15 minutes They still want more So between bodybuilding And wrestling If you were to choose one What would you choose? Uh, it has to be bodybuilding Because you know That's the thing I can do all the way Till I'm, I'm very old mm. 80, 90 can still do Wrestling I, I don't know There might be There might be a time I might not be able to do it anymore yeah. That's interesting So what's next for you now then? Mm. Right now, of course, originally I was trying to uh, pursue. Uh, okay, you know, you know, bodybuilding, right? It's uh, the IFBB, mm-hmm. International Federation of Bodybuilding and Fitness. So they're the ones organizing all the Mister Olympia and all that. So I wanted to become an IFBB pro bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. So that means you must win a pro qualifier to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So I was pursuing that lah. Then the lockdown happened, and now you know I have no more competitions and stuff. But. Okay, wait. I, I actually saw your uh, Instagram post yesterday and then you were saying that there's some uh, racist thingy that's going on uh, about some wrestling thingy. What, what's up with that? Oh, man? okay. Actually, you know, it, it's an interesting day to do a podcast today because uh, one of our Singapore wrestlers was uh, chosen by the WWE. Oh, yeah, yeah. I read about it. Sean Te- something? Terex or something's name or something. Texas. Terex is that yeah. freaking uh, tank which was confiscated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, his real name is Sean Tan la. Yeah. So uh, there was like uh, WWE actually came uh, to Asia yeah. To scout for talent So Singapore Pro Wrestling One of the most prominent promotions In Southeast Asia actually oh, It's one okay. of the best ones Our yeah. production value is one of the best So we were definitely one of the stops They came to la. Mm-hmm. So, so you know they picked guys from all over About 40 persons And uh, this Texas was one of them Who they chose mm. Yeah. So it's, it's a very big achievement la. So what's the racist remark that you, 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 you were saying about? Oh, okay. Basically, they were... They posted... Uh, WWE posted the picture of Texas and two other athletes from China saying that these three people are chosen. So uh, people were saying like, oh, I know they're going to get fired fast, you know, like they're Asians, how well can they do? Who's they? You mean the... the WWE. The, the Americans? The, yeah, international audience. Lah. I mean, oh, okay. I, I don't think oh, they're okay, just audience. Americans. They're they from all over the world. I see. Okay. Yeah, so basically what I posted was that, uh, hey guys, look, uh, there's uh, there, 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 so much of negative and racist comments uh, going on there. You know, mm. uh, let's go and and give some positive comments to support our support, Singaporean yeah. hero. So that's, that's what my post was. La. I see. So, you know, at least can get some people to go and share something positive, encourage them. Sure, yeah, that, that'll be encouraging for them. Because you see, all, all this while, right, um, our locals have this tendency to look down on ourselves. Because mm. all, all this while they were saying Eh, Singapore wrestling ah, It's a local production How good can it possibly be? Yeah, so, I mean If you ask anybody on the street Nobody would think that Somebody mm. local can be In WWE 
Yeah, exactly. That's so, the, exactly know? my yeah. same stance on this uh, COVID thingy, the one that I was saying just now. The the Westerners are going around without masks while we are still in that afraid mode. We are kind of built timid la, or, or so-called uh, play safe in inverted commas. La. But these guys, they, that's why they achieve a lot, you see. I mean, historically also. Because they're there and they, they know that they'll make mistakes and they'll recover from that mistakes stronger. But we got quite a bit to learn, especially in Asia. Very compromising people. Uh, and I don't know, maybe... maybe but fuck compromising, man! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Scared the shit out of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think uh, some people also, right, you know, in Singapore, you, you live very systematic lives here. Yeah. You know, you like do your job, you know, you don't take risks. Because the moment you don't have a job, right, the the consequences are very grave. Yeah. It's uh, so expensive here. Presumably. Presumably dire consequences. But no, everyone survived, man. Either you can survive with government grants or you can survive on your own with a job. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, you know, generally people, uh, a lot of them, right, they don't do anything to work towards their dream. I mean, let's say you know that someone's passionate about something, they, they don't do it, they don't go out their way to try. So when they see someone else from Singapore doing the they cannot stand it. It it kind of like uh it maybe makes them feel like, eh, hey, how come uh, this guy is doing it? You know, it's like making it seem like hey, how come I never do anything, you know? It's just those bullies in your school uh, basically. They see someone who they can pick up on and they they good but these fuckers are actually losers to begin with. And you know, looking at you now. And you are one of those that actually achieved your dreams. If you think about it, I don't know if you thought about it, but you wanted to be a bodybuilder, you got what you want. You won competitions with it. You wanted to be a wrestler, you got what you want. And you, you've actually got yourself some name for it uh, in, in the local scene. And, and obviously you're going to go further than that. But this is a prime example of someone who lived his dream. Have you thought about that? Yeah, of course. Very, yeah. Good, very happy That's that he made it. So, you know, all this while I was Singaporeans, you know, people are saying like, how good can it be? You know, they always look down on it. Yeah. Then, you know, when we share videos, right, actually, and they, they looked at it and they realized actually it's really good. Then, you know, some of them will come up with like some other criticism like, oh, the announcer is bad, the the lighting not good, the chair lousy, you know, that kind of thing. So, Were you part of this group that 40 people that was meant to be selected by WWE? Oh, no, no, I, no. I didn't go for that oh, okay. I mean, I, I had a match on that day where the scouts came to watch us, but I didn't, I didn't participate in the selection. You could replace Ahmed Johnson, man. <laughs> Who's Ahmed Johnson? Go Google it. He's got a red uh, shirt also, but that guy got red trunks. Are you, do you wrestle with red trunks? Yeah, yeah I wrestle with okay, red trunks yeah, and red Ahmed boots. Johnson, basically. Huge guy. Earrings and all that, right? Black guy. Yeah. Yeah, actually a lot of people think my, my gear is inspired by him, but actually he's not. Oh, uh. is he? Yeah. <laughs> So this is Ahmed Johnson. He's a Ahmed. He's a wrestler. Uh. Well, that was probably uh, Ashraf. <laughs> yeah, he's a wrestler. Ah, okay. They have to do vowel. They have to say yeah. ah, Ahmed. Ahmed. <laughs> Were you, are you actually thinking of MMA? That's, uh, that's a popular sport right now. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh. Yeah, of course. Comes from me, right? No, I did uh, think about trying it out. Initially, la, because in uh, 2016, right, I wanted to take up a second sport. Mm. So, uh, I was at a choice of boxing, MMA and wrestling. La. But because wrestling is a thing that intrigued me all my life, right? So, I thought, okay, la, I'll try wrestling. Here's an interesting thing for you. Francis Ngannou 
the current uh, heavyweight champion of UFC took that actually he, he okay his backstory is insane uh. he, he wants to get to uh, Europe actually he wants to get to UK to learn boxing but throughout that period of trying to get from Cameroon to UK he was like sent back several times over about 6-7 tries and he can literally die in the desert of uh, Sahara when he was in Morocco trying to cross to Spain um, <clears throat> so he wanted to start a boxing career in UK and was so determined to do it but he, the, he he was advised to take up MME and you know how uh, how short of a duration he, he 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 went from wanting to be a boxer to an MME fighter probably in less than two years yeah a few months he's so good at it already and he was already competitive uh, fighting uh, on, on, on circuits and the first prize he won was $500 for fighting that, that, that particular match. And he is the current uh, heavyweight champion of UFC. Yeah, I do follow his matches. Uh, so, you know, that could be your... You know, it's never too late because he was probably in his uh, 20s. and. Uh, you know. So is that still something on the radar, you know, horizon for you? Yeah, it's possible. I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't rule out. Of course, uh, you have. A, I've been doing sport all my life. Yeah. Like when I was thirteen, I started playing hockey and track and field as well. Yeah. Then when I was fifteen, then I started dabbling bodybuilding and until today, lah, you know. But I have so, one last question for you. Back to the wrestling thing, la. I mean, what makes a wrestler is three things for me. Oh really? Okay. Yes. One is the wrestler's name. Yeah. One is the attire that they come in with. Mm. And the other important thing is. The intro song, the entrance song. So, what is your entrance song? Oh, my entrance BTS. song. BTS. Okay. Well, I used to use this song, uh, Two Steps from Hell, The Power of Darkness. So that used to be my entrance song. Uh, but then, uh, the, the wrestling management, they changed it to something else that sounds a bit dark, sounds a bit techno. So, I was like, I preferred my original one more, but now uh, the your original one was from 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 who? Two steps from hell, the power of darkness. Who's the artist? Two steps from hell. Oh. That's literally <laughs> the bad name because that both could be a title. Yeah. You see? <laughs> I thought it's a, it's a song name. Yeah, I, I thought it's a continuation of a yeah. of a title, right? Yeah, so, uh, two steps from hell has all these like instrumental music, a uh, very oh, emotional yes. instrumental music, very fierce music. Bro, go go to Epidemic Sound and and try that. <laughs> they got tons of songs and tons of samples that you can toy around with. Uh, but lately, right, the management said that uh, they wanted to to like get the copyright uh usage rights for whatever songs they are going to use for our entrance. Mm-hmm. So they actually went to get like they got us to choose songs from a particular source, mm-hmm. and they went to buy the rights for it. How so much do you have to pay for these rights usually? I, I don't know because I, I was I just choose a song and tell them when you then you know they so you tell your management I will write the song for you they pay me oh even deal <laughs> you have an original song and I get the money <laughs> <laughs> any last words from you Mr. Dharma last words <laughs> yeah any advice any any you want to scold your, your bullies yeah, or whatever you tell these motherfuckers off yes. that's one <laughs> I'll tell you what to say man for the last words <laughs> no lah I mean for people who are bullied out there you know and who inspire to be things like what you've become okay lah you know when, when you're bullied right a lot of the, really, a lot of your, your perception of things may change you may start to think like uh, you're a second class citizen you know bullying has a psychological impact on people that, that people don't realise yeah. Only the people getting bullied will really understand it and maybe the, the psychologists who end up working with them. Mm-hmm. So uh one thing I will say is uh 
You see, the mistake I made when I was being bullied, I didn't go and seek help. Because, yeah. you know, I didn't want people to say like, wow, this guy like so nerd, uh, complain to the teacher, you know, that kind of thing. So, weak, like, you don't appear weak. Yeah. No, but that happens with everyone, right? Most people, 95%, they won't seek help. And unfortunately, some end up in suicide. Yeah. yeah, teenagers. Because, you know, that's yeah. when you are the most self-conscious in your life. You are yeah. the Other people's opinions of you matter so much to you. Yeah. And as you get older, you realise that, no, it doesn't. Yeah, mm. then... I would say, I mean, honestly, if your parents of a kid is getting bullied, my suggestion is send your kid for martial arts class. Oh, because yeah. you see, in, in the current situation, right, the bullies always get away easy. I yeah. mean, they, they beat you up, they pull down your shorts. And the day what happened, they stand outside the class for one day, then it's back to normal. Everything's forgotten. Huh? Yeah, but the humiliation you go through is much worse than standing outside the class. Exactly, you're scarred. Yeah. So if, let's say, you know, your, your kid learns martial arts, and your kid wags back that bully, right? There's going to be an element of redemption. Whatever psychological damage done to you, you're going to actually redeem yourself in that sense. Like you put down your bully. So that is not something that's going to scar you anymore. In future, when you think about it, you will remember your comeback. At the same time, you beat up your bully, right? The same school system that protects the bully will now protect you. Nice. Yeah. And most of the teacher are still outside class, but you wake up your bully, idiot. Yeah. The slave becomes the master, man. And the fools became the vice. <laughs> I love this podcast, you know, because it's, 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 it's a podcast about life. It was actually supposed to be a sports podcast and then we brought it so mm-hmm. many elements of it and, and, and I hope the listeners get inspired by this. Thank you so much, Destroyer Dharma. Thank Have you guys night, also for inviting me here. Cheers, man. It's quite a fun a podcast. <laughs>